Jesus asks, do you understand all these things? As he's telling these parables, he often says, let those who have ears listen. And so this is a word for all of us, that not only are we supposed to hear these words, but we're to listen to them, we're to understand them, and we're challenged by all of these parables. Because as Jesus comes to us, he's saying, it's like this. This is the kingdom of God. This is what it's like. And he's painted all of these pictures that we've examined through this series. And I say, I, I want you to go back and reread all of these parables. And read the ones that we didn't get to talk about in worship. Read the entirety of these stories. Because in them... Jesus is giving us the broadest picture that we can have of what his kingdom looks like. And it looks like this. He starts today in the passages that we've been reading by saying that the kingdom is like a treasure that somebody hid in a field. And so when this person stumbles upon the treasure, now I don't know what they're doing in somebody else's field, looking around... They're trespassing, right? <laughs> but somehow, in this field, they find, the person finds a treasure and recognizes its value. And they go and they sell everything that they have to buy this field. And I was thinking about that and how bold it is to sell everything that you have to buy this field. And then the second story that we hear, the second parable, is again about this merchant who goes in search of fine things. He's looking for pearls specifically. And when he finally finds the one precious pearl, I can you imagine going and seeing all these pearls and picking them up and examining them and finding out which one has the best luster and which one has the best weight to it and recognizing that finally the one that he's looking for, he sells again everything that he has in order to buy that. And I was struck by a couple of things in these stories. The first is I can't think of anything in this world that I would sell all of my possessions to get. And you, you hear me on this? I think about the things that I value. And I've heard before that there's a movement for us to live with only 100 possessions. Have you ever thought about if you could only have 100 things, what would they be? And then you say, well, does a book count as one thing, or do all of my books each count as one individual thing? And I think about that. What would I give up? What would I sell? But to imagine that the kingdom is calling us to sell everything that we have in order to receive this gift. I can't imagine anything on this earth that would be worth it to me to sell all of my possessions. But yet the kingdom of God is not of this earth. And here in this parable, we discover that it is so valuable that it's worth it to 
these parables, the treasure that's hidden in the field. The one thing I want you to start by noticing is that when a person discovers it, he's not even looking for it. He's just, like I said, he's just wandering in this field and comes across a treasure, but he recognizes immediately in that moment that it's worth it. He is full of what? What does the scripture tell us? Full of joy in order to sell what he has to receive this. And again, the kingdom with this merchant who is going everywhere to look for this precious pearl, he finds it, and he sells everything and buys it. The first guy, the guy in the field, he's not looking for this treasure, he just stumbles upon it. And I think that that's how some of us enter into the kingdom of God. We're not necessarily looking for the Lord to come and change our lives, but something happens and we just stumble upon it. I think about John Wesley and his experience at Alder's Gate, that even though he was often searching for God and seeking the Lord, when he had his true moment of conversion, he was just walking down the street. Sometimes that's how the kingdom of God breaks into our lives. We're not actively searching for it. We, we may have lives that create a rhythm that makes it possible, makes it happen, but yet when God really breaks in is when we're not looking for it. I shared the story of my own call before, how I was just drinking a cup of coffee one day, and a Muslim girl came up to me and handed me this tract. I was reading it, and it was about the Quran and Jesus being just a prophet. And, and in my spirit, I just felt the Holy Spirit come over me at that moment because I said, no, Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He's not just a teacher. And I felt the Holy Spirit come over me, and I got up and I started walking, and I was walking through construction sites and down the street, and I ended up at Wesley Seminary. And that's the very abbreviated version of my call. <laughs> and I know I've shared it in its entirety here a couple of times, but some of you have may never heard it. But again, I wasn't looking for God to change my life at that point. I had my plans. I knew what I wanted to do the very day before I had signed up to take a foreign service exam to work for the State Department. That was my plan. in search of fine pearls. This merchant, I can't imagine going pearl by pearl by pearl. I know what it's like when, when a couple of times in my life, because I have four daughters now, I've had the experience of having to pick up the necklace beads off the floor. <laughs> and you pick them up, and it's, it's hard to hold on to them, and down on my hands and knees, and I can't imagine a merchant whose very work is to go and sort through all of these little pieces. Looking at this one, no, not that one, no, not that one, no, not that one. And then they come to the one that says, this one, yes, Eureka, I found it. Hallelujah, thank you, God. And then, doing everything 
to buy it. He sold everything to buy it. And some of us are like that in the kingdom of God. Some of us are searching desperately. We will examine every detail of the scriptures. We will examine every doctrine of every faith, of every denomination, and when we finally find it one, we say, Amen. This is it. This is the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus tells these parables about these joy-filled people who are willing to give up everything. But he also speaks of a different type of, a different understanding because he has an encounter with a rich young ruler in another gospel. And Mark Jesus has this rich young ruler come up to him and he says, good teacher, what must I do to obtain eternal life? And Jesus goes through and talks to him about all of the commandments. Don't commit murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't give false testimony, don't cheat. Honor your mother and father. And, and he says, yes, teacher, since I've been a boy, I've kept all of these commandments. But Jesus looked at him carefully and said, you are lacking one thing. Go, sell what you own, and give the money to the poor. Then you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. Now, the rich young ruler, when he's asked by Jesus to do this, he doesn't get filled with joy and go off and do it, does he? No. He actually is downcast. He's dismayed, some translations say. He walks away dejectedly because he had a lot of possessions. He didn't quite know what to part with. He didn't quite know what to do with all of that. And Jesus looked around at all of his disciples and he said, it will be very hard for the wealthy to enter God's kingdom. He said, it's easier for a camel to squeeze through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter God's kingdom. And they're shocked by that. And they say, well, then, then who can be saved? And Jesus tells them, it's impossible with human beings but not with God. All things are possible with God. See, the kingdom of heaven is like this. God is the one who makes it possible for us to be part of the kingdom. It's only by his grace, only by his mercy, only by Jesus Christ and what Christ has done for us that we can be part of this kingdom of God. It's not of our own doing. Because in my power, I can't sell everything that I have. First of all, I don't have the patience to put tags on it all. <laughs> and secondly, I just look at everything I own and it has a story to it. And I say, this is what my father brought me from Brazil. And this is what I bought when I was traveling after I graduated. You know, these are things, everything has a story. But yet in the kingdom of God, they are worth nothing. Nothing. Because all of the sum of that is so dim compared to what Jesus Christ has already prepared for us. Everything that I own put together is worth nothing compared to what Jesus Christ 
has done for me and for you. Because he has bought us salvation. He has given us everything that we need, not just for here and now, but for all of eternity. And I cannot even grasp the height and the depth and the width of all of that. But with God, with God, all is possible. Jesus says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that people threw into the lake and gathered all kinds of fish. And when it was full, they pulled it to the shore. I think about the scene from Finding Nemo when the, the net catches all of the fish and they're trying to get out of it. And they're like, swim down, swim down. And they're trying to break free of that net. Here's the thing about being a fish caught in a net. You don't get a choice. It's not like the fish said, oh, I think I want to go see what's up there on the boat today. They don't just jump into the net willingly. The net just trawls along and drags them up. And they might want the bait that's in the net, but they definitely don't want to be in the net. And they will try to do everything to get out of it. But again, in the kingdom of heaven, we're all caught up in that net. So we can walk around searching for the kingdom of God. We can stumble upon the kingdom of God. But there's one thing that this parable tells us. We can't ever escape the kingdom of God. Because it's everywhere. And we are going to be caught up into it whether we choose it or not. And then at the end of all days, when the angels sit down, they look at the good fish and the bad fish. They keep all the good ones and they throw out the bad ones. Brothers and sisters, I hope I'm not going to be a bad fish. It would stink. <laughs> because then you're cast out and where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. One thing that we cannot ever escape is the reign of God. We can all call on Jesus Christ as our Savior. We can say, thank you, God, for, for protecting me and saving me and forgiving me. It's even harder to make Jesus the Lord of our lives because then we truly give ourselves over and do whatever God calls us to do, whether it's comfortable or not. But in the kingdom of God, we can't ever escape the reign of our Lord and our Savior. We can't ever hide from God because God is already the ruler of all. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, master of the universe, which sounds like a science fiction thing, but that's what he is. He is the creator of all things. Whether we're looking for him or not, he is drawing us in. And so I pray that by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, with all that God can do in and through us, that we as people of our Lord, we recognize the value of God's kingdom. That we be like this merchant and this man who finds the treasure. That we recognize that everything that God has to offer us is far greater than anything we possess on our own. And that we see it's worth it for us to be invested in the kingdom of God, to give of what we are and what we have. 
don't need you and give to the poor. To leave behind jobs maybe that make us miserable, instead to serve our risen Savior. What is it that God is asking of you in his kingdom? What is it that you are being called toward as you are invited into this life? Jesus says, have you understood all these things? And the disciples said to him, yes. May we understand the value of God's kingdom and be willing to give ourselves to be a part of that, to share all that we have. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, may we recognize this gift through the grace of God.